0: Welcome to The Dwellings Podcast. We're glad you tuned in. Enjoy this message by Pastor Gunnar.
1: watching online, whatever you have to do, open your heart to the Lord to receive the Word that He has for you today. Everybody say, we receive it. Amen. All right. Y'all can be seated. Thank you, worship team. Love you guys so much. We appreciate how you lead us and how you honor the presence of the Lord and, uh, how you love him, and let us in on it. It's good stuff. All right, y'all feeling good this morning? Well, we are um, we're starting a new series today. We haven't, I haven't talked much about that, but we're starting a new series, and it's called Becoming. Everybody say Becoming. Um, but before we do that, I have a few announcements that I, want to, um, that I want to talk about. First of all is our communities launched this past week. Who has attended a community so far this week? And it's just awesome, it's awesome isn't it? So if you've not joined up in a community, uh, do that uh, now. You can get online, thedwellingchurch.org. Thanks. No, just pull it on so the mic doesn't. You can sign up online. Just uh, find a community button on the website and get in a community, do life together. It's better that way. Can I get an amen from you? Y'all being awful quiet out there. It's because of the painting, isn't it? You're just in awe, aren't you? I love that. Um, let me remind you, March 19th, Relentless Grace, we're partnering with them to do the Forsyth Feeding um, on that day. And so if you're interested, where you're at, Chuck and Shay, right down here, come, come run these guys down if you're interested in serving for that. Parents' Night is happening March 14th. You can register on the website. Um, If you're a parent in the room, we just want to equip you and pour into you. Um, We don't look at this as um, raising, we don't raise kids here at the church. You're raising the kids. We just want to get behind you and support you. And so that's what that's about, just being able to hang out together with other parents that are in the same uh, leg of the of the race with us, but also some who have run the race a little further along and then some of it that are behind us have' got the little the little tots and maybe you got teenagers and you just need some wisdom, you know that's what this is about just getting together and uh, and getting equipped together to become the parents God has uh, called us to be. We got prayer rooms here. I don't know if you'd heard about that. Yeah. Wednesdays seven to nine. And Thursday's 11 to 1, and there are going to be more prayer rooms kicking off very, very soon. We've been training some leaders, and there's going to be just a... I I just... Y'all, I'm loving it. I'm just loving prayer around here. If you'd have told me several years ago, like, you would just be obsessed with prayer, I'd be like, oh, yeah, right. (laughs) Okay. Like, I I might have pretended to be spiritual. But seriously, it's changing my life. And so... um, I just love being in his presence and it just, he speaks and it's just, you get, if you make room for him, he comes. God comes where he's wanted. So, um, if you want to be in that kind of environment, hit up a prayer room this week, right here, seven to nine on Wednesdays and 11 to one on Thursdays. Um, someone shared this with me this past week, Christian Jay. Hey, have you heard of the Moravians? If you've not heard of the Moravians, look that up when you get home, Google that. There was a, a group of refugees that, a uh, Uh, a man named Nicholas Zinzendorf let onto his property. He inherited an estate, and he said, I want this estate to be a place where these refugees can come. Um, They're fleeing persecution, and I can give them a place to rest. And long story short, the Lord moved in that community. And what he did in that community through reconciliation and actually through a communion service they experienced that nearness of Jesus together. It changed them forever. It turned into a hundred year prayer meeting that was 24 seven, lasted a hundred years. Out of that that prayer movement was birthed the modern missions movement. The Moravians would tithe a 10th of their people to the foreign mission field. Something about that moment in prayer, in those moments just drove them out and drove them to the world around them. But Zinzendorf, Although he was a believer, he had not reached the point in his life where he was fully like surrendered to just serve Jesus with everything he had. And Christian sent me this this week. It says in an art museum in Dusseldorf, Zinzendorf encountered Domenico Fetti's famous painting, Behold the Man. And it's this search that too. It's It's this picture of Jesus, crown of thorns. It's a beautiful painting. The inscription below the painting read, I have done this for you. What have you done for me? And it was in that moment when Art spoke to Zinzendorf and it changed his life forever. I just think that's such a cool story that literally the 100-year the 24-7 prayer meeting that led to the nations hearing the gospel, it happened through a paintbrush. It's beautiful. Is that not beautiful? I want to hear the story behind that too. Just listening to the Lord and painting. I love it. Becoming. Say becoming. becoming. Look at your neighbor and say, you're becoming. becoming. You're becoming something. Everybody in here, we're we're on a journey, right? Yes. I turned 40 in February. I know you can't tell. Yes. Thank you. Yes. But I've reached the point in my life, like yesterday, I, I, I had this, you have these like eureka moments, or they're not a eureka, it's more like a, oh wow, yeah. this is what I've become, you know? I was in my yard with a coffee cup in one hand and a leaf blower in the other. Like I'm that neighbor. I am that neighbor. I'm that guy. I'm like dad to the max. And I'm like, how did this happen? (laughs) I mean, like I need the white New Balances and I'm set. That's all I need. With little grass stains on them. But (laughs) I've also reached the point in my life and I love this, by the way. I'm loving 40. Because, and I know it's what the Lord's doing in my life. But if I look at my life two years ago, I cared way too much about what people thought. And I'm caring less and less about what people think. And I'm just wanting to please Jesus more and more. And you know what's happening to me because of that? I'm becoming free. And I'm liking this. And I know that, that if you're walking with Jesus... His goal for your life is that you always always be changing. Yes. Have you seen the meme? It had a caterpillar sitting at the table drinking coffee with a butterfly, and the caterpillar says, you've changed. <laughs> Some of you guys have grown so much in the past two years that the people who knew you two years ago, if they met you today, you wouldn't be the same person. They don't even understand who you are anymore. Isn't that a weird conversation when you haven't seen somebody or you're really not close to somebody, maybe about a two or three year period. And Jesus has done so much in your life. You come back to that conversation and they expect you to be that old person. That's how I feel about my life sometimes when I'm having conversations with people. I'm like, oh, I would not have responded that way two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. And I'm so just, just as a personal testimony, I'm so grateful for what God's doing in my life. Have I got a long way to go? You better believe it. But I know he's going to take me all the way if he's brought me this far. It's so amazing what Jesus can do in someone's life. And so I've asked a few people to come up and share. So if I asked you already, come on and make a line. Just come on up. Get up. Somebody got to make the move. Come on. If I asked you to share a testimony, I want you to come on up. And I asked these guys just to be brief and like just give a uh, two years ago. This is where I was in my life. Here's what Jesus did in my life, and here's where I am today, okay? This is Hope, and she just found out she was doing this, by the way.
2: (laughs) Hey, y'all. I love you guys. (laughs) If I cry, um, we're leaving here in about a month, and it's been kind of an emotional journey just in the last couple of months getting to a point where... I've been able to say, here I am, send me. And um, that's honestly, like, when Gunnar came up to me this morning and was like, hey, can you share? I was like, oh, wow, it's taken a while to get here. But I went back to my notes. Um, I wrote where I was two years ago. I was in a really, really... um, a really, really painful place. I was really hurting. I was going through one of the hardest times in my life. And what God has brought me through until then, like from then, it just blows my mind. Um, So this is what I wrote. It says, when at a loss for words, at my weakest point, I succumbed, breathless, bruised, broken, alone in my thoughts, swirling like dirty water around a sink drain. There was no stillness to be found, solace, lost to the pain inside. Too much, I said, it's all too much, I cried. Then there, it, then there it appeared, the elusive silence, a clearing of my mind. Only one who I knew, Holy Spirit, the one who speaks to the cracks in my soul, who held me, brought me back. Though the words sprung tears to my eyes, My sweet child, he soothed, you can do brave things. And I just wanna speak of a testament of God doing things in my life to heal me and bring me out of depths of depression to do brave things for him and to serve him and to find healing. And I know that there are people in this room who may be in that place right now, where you're overwhelmed by pain and by hurt and by something that has happened to you or something that is happening in your life. And I just wanna speak to the Holy Spirit's presence in your life and speak it over you today and say, he will empower you to do brave things for him.
0: So with that. Hi everyone, my name is Autumn. (laughs) Hi. Um, When I think back to the place that I was two years ago, I was living in fear. I was living in anxiety. And honestly, I didn't know that I could be free of those things. I thought that like as Christians, like, yes, we have the Lord, but I didn't know that like I can walk in freedom. And now I'm so confident that the Lord can set you free of anything. You just need to ask him for it. In 2019, I was in a commercial plane crash. And from that, I had chronic whiplash, anxiety, PTSD, like things that you would think somebody would walk away from an accident like that. And one day a friend was like, hey, can I pray over you? Like, do you have neck pain? And I was like, a little bit. (laughs) Um, And so he prayed over me. And I'm completely healed of that pain now. Like something that the doctors told me I would not be healed of. I'm walking in freedom of that today. I'm walking in freedom from anxiety, freedom from fear, all of those things, and you can be too. So you don't need a big experience in your life to have that kind of change. You just need to ask the Lord for more. So if you're at this place where you're at this glass wall and you feel like, God, I want more of you, just ask him for it. I guarantee you he'll show up in big ways. Love that. Well, two years ago, I don't think I would
3: be wearing Crocs on a stage, but (laughs) humbled. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Yeah, my husband and I just moved here uh, last year um, in a step of faith. But before that, we were in Tennessee in an amazing community. And so this is a testimony of community. Um, Our marriage was not great. And we were in a really rough patch, and we had just had our second Um, and I love my husband so much, but it's really hard to see someone you love, um, hurting and you can't help them. So I dug deep and, um, that's when I learned how to pray. I've been in the prayer movement for years since I was 17 years old. Um, praying for revival, praying for the ending of abortion, praying for big things. But it wasn't until I went through the trial of my marriage and not knowing if it was going to come through to the other side that God showed me how to pray. And I stood on my back porch and um, just spoke forgiveness, even when I didn't feel it. Because I thought that I thought that I, I was waiting for that I'm sorry. I thought I was waiting for, please forgive me. But God said, you have to step out in faith and you have to forgive. And at that moment, literally that next day broke through our marriage. And God used community. He used counseling. He used prayer. He used people stepping into our lives, saying the hard things. And now we're on the other side.
1: All right, so testimony is powerful, and if God did it for them, how many know he can do it for you? So at the end of service today, we have a little ministry time, if it's okay with you guys. If you can be up here after service, um, just come get prayer from one of them. If, you, if your marriage is on the rocks, or anxiety's a big deal in your life right now, or if you've got whiplash, I mean, you know. Let's just open it up to anything. The Lord can do anything. So um, come receive prayer after that. You're always being formed. You're always changing. The question is, what are you being formed into? C.S. Lewis said this. He said, every time you make a choice, you are turning the central part of you, the part of you that chooses, into something a little different from what it was before. And taking your life as a whole, with all your innumerable choices, all of your life long, you are slowly turning this central thing either into a heavenly creature or into a hellish creature. Either into a creature that is in harmony with God and with other creatures and with itself. Or into one that is in a state of war and hatred with God and with its fellow creatures and with itself. To be the one kind of creature is heaven. That is, it is joy and peace and knowledge and power. To be the other means madness, horror, idiocy, rage, impotence, and eternal loneliness. Each of us at each moment is progressing to one state or the other. Becoming, this series is about what it looks like in a believer's life to become more like Christ. What what it looks like in anybody's life to find Christ and be on a journey with Jesus. Because how many know we don't live on accident? Like you can. But you won't grow into the full stature and measure of what Jesus died and raised for you to become, right? Right. And so it takes this partnership thing. And so this series is about spiritual formation. And we're going to talk about the what and the how of spiritual formation. How does this happen? What is this? Cuz we're all on a journey of becoming like Jesus. Your original job, your vocation, you are cre- what you were created for is to image God. He created them male and female in his image. You are, whether you know Jesus or not, whether you're religious or not, whether you're spiritual or not, you're an imager of God. Whether you hate God, whether you love God, whether you've been a believer for two days or 40 years, you are an imager of God. You have an assignment from heaven to represent Jesus Christ on the earth. You are this radiating glory of God, the glory that would come into the temple and cause the priest to not be able to even stand in the presence of God is inside of you as a believer. Now you tell me somebody that's got that kind of power inside of them doesn't change. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense, does it? There is something in you that has been initiated but that's not enough. You've got to partner with it. What Jesus has started in you, he will complete. But he's asking for your cooperation. 1 Corinthians 3.18 And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Romans 8, 29. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed into the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Everybody say conformed. You, You... you and I are being molded into something that looks just like Jesus. And you may be like me and you, and you may be thinking, I don't look very much like Jesus right now, you know. But he's doing it in your life. Spiritual formation, becoming like Jesus, is recognizing what God's doing in your life and just cooperating. You don't live on accident. You can, but you don't become what God desires for you to be if there's no cooperation. How many are ready to cooperate? Are you ready to cooperate with what God wants to do in your life? All right, that's what this is about. All right, so there is a little bit of debate on this, but for the most part, most people believe Oh, I need this side because I drew a circle one time and I'm not going to try to draw it again because y'all will laugh at me because it'll look like an egg or a banana or something other than a circle. Okay, can everybody see that? All right, so there's a little debate on kind of how humans are made, but we're just not going to get into that debate. This is what I believe Scripture pretty much gives us an idea of, okay, that we are kind of three parts. And right here in the middle of who you are, You are spirit. Say spirit. Okay. And then on this next level is soul. And then on this outer level right here is, that doesn't look like it, but it's body. Okay. So spirit, soul, and body. Now let's start out here. Okay. Your body is this, right? Your hands, your speech, your actions, your behavior, all of that happens in this realm right here, okay? Now, religion says, change this so this can get clean. You remember Jesus? He told the Pharisees one time, he said, you, you wash the outside of the cup, but man, there's some nasty stuff in the inside of that cup, like, I don't know that it does much good to watch the outside. Religion will say, clean up your life so you can know Jesus. Clean up your life so your heart can be made right. Righteousness is, righteousness is not an, a result of works. Righteousness is a result of grace. And when grace shows up in my life, eventually it will show up in this realm. And the things that I do, the places I go, the things that I say, the way that I act. Are you with me? All right. So we are spirit, soul, body. So this body is our actions, our behavior. Soul is, and I'm going to write these down so we can remember. Mind, will, and emotions. What's this? You feel like you're in school again? Good. All right. In other words, what I think, what I choose, and what I feel. How many have experienced this right here leaking into this realm? (laughs) If you've ever gotten mad and cussed somebody out, that's what happened, okay? You felt anger and something came out of your mouth as an overflow, okay? Your soul informed your body. Are you with me this morning? Yeah. All right, well, why are y'all so uh, quiet this morning? But maybe you think you're in school. <laughs> That's I maybe mean, what it is. So, my, my will, what I choose, it will leak out into my life. If I wanna go to McDonald's after service today, guess what I'm going to do? If I got a car and some keys, I'm going to here I am at McDonald's. I have chosen and it showed up in my life. My mind, what I think will determine how I act. Mind, will, and emotions. So this is the realm right here. Can I say this? Most people live out of this realm right here. Well, this is what I think. Well, I can't help how I feel. (laughs) Why am I doing that face? (laughs) Because I do what I want. But there's another part of us. And there's another part of us that we were designed to live from. And what happens in this realm right here? is when I'm born into sin, like everyone in this room and watching online have been, we were born separated from God by our sin. Everybody since Adam was born with a dead heart. And what's happened is Paul says in Galatians 2, I am crucified with Christ It's not that Jesus just died for me. It's that when he died, I died with him if I'm in Christ. Man, you get that one? That's going to change your life. I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And what happened when you came alive in Christ is your spirit came alive. I got good news for some of you. You no longer have a dead man that you have to wrestle with. He's dead. Y'all remember Weekend at Bernie's? Some of y'all old enough. That's not how it works. Dead is dead. You have died and your life is hidden in Christ Jesus. It's Christ in you the hope of glory. Your spirit has been made alive with him. He was raised and so are you. So what happens at salvation is that I receive a new nature. I have become a new creation. The old things have passed away. They're dead. The new has come. And so, life everlasting is not just something you're waiting on, it's something that's inside of you at this present moment if you're in Christ. Christ is in you, you are in Christ. It's not like this, it's like this. Inseparable. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Romans 8. So, what happens here matters. Here's the question Have you come alive? Serious question, because many times we can sit in church. We can sit in church for 40, 50 years, and we can be living out of this, these two, these two areas right here, and, and we think that if we do the right things, then it'll make this okay. Can I just tell you, you will never be able to do enough things for this to be okay. Why did Jesus ever even have to die on the cross if we could do it ourselves? Is coming to Jesus and it's saying, I surrender. I need you. I, I receive the free gift that you paid for me on the cross. And your spirit comes alive. Has that happened in your life? Or are you still trying to make it happen? I got good news for you. You can stop. And you can trust right now. So do that. If, if, you, if you say, I, I think I'm just doing the religious thing because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. Well, right now, just in your own words, in your own way, say, Jesus, I'm just gonna trust you from now on. I'm gonna trust in the finished work of Jesus for the forgiveness of my sins and not just mercy, but grace that empowers me to live the life that you created me to live. Just do that right now. And the Bible says you'll be saved. If you believe in your heart, confess you through mouth, you'll be saved. All right, so when a spirit comes alive, now, The Christian life is this one big journey of what happened in here leaking out into the other areas. Paul said in, where is this at? Romans 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship and you say well I thought you just said it it's not about an outside job it's about an inside job but listen what he says here's how you do that do not conform to the pattern of this world don't become what everything else on the outside tells you you should be but instead be transformed by the renewing of your mind now what what area is that in right here right the renewing of your mind. Do you know what a renew, mind renewal looks like? It's the truth of what's happened right here coming to your mind. It's you actually beginning to believe that you are who the Bible says you are. That God, what God has done in you, you actually start to believe it. And if I believe it, my will and my emotions will align and I will act like it. So it's mind renewal. It's this thing of if I'm, the way I get transformed. So transformation happens in this realm. Are y'all still with me? Transformation happens here. It ought to look like something, but it doesn't start here. It starts here. And I've got to believe that what has happened in me is real. And how do I know what has happened in me? The word tells me what has happened inside of me. It tells me what Jesus has done for me. It tells me who I am. It tells me who he is. And and the more I I give myself to devour this word and to feast upon this word and to give myself to community and to grow and to learn from others and all of that is so many things that come into play with this. But the more I do that, the more I fix my mind on the things above, my mind begins to change and then the rest of me starts to change. So sanctification, you ever heard that word before? Sanctification is the process of becoming who you already are. Becoming like Jesus is not striving to be like Jesus. Becoming like Jesus is realizing that you've been made like Jesus. And that it's actually not you that lives, it's Jesus living in you. And when this part of us grasps what's happened right here, this part of us will begin to show up like Jesus. And then this part will be affected by what's happened here. This is what the kingdom looks like when it comes. It's the reality leaking out into every area of my life until it leaks out of me onto you. It's making sense? So formation, it takes time. I've said this. I heard somebody say this this past week. And I've said this with my own own mind. I'm waiting for the moment when God just shows up and just, boom, changes me. How many know that can happen? I mean, God can wreck your life in one second. And I pray he does that right now, all over this room. But more often than not, he's flying under the radar and he's doing things you have no idea about. And you partnering with him is what is changing your life. I I like to look at it this way too. Um, I'm not a doctor or anything like that. I'm not saying that this is the appropriate way to draw this. This is just what I think about. When I think about like the EKG or whatever, you got this little deal, you know? Okay, that's not... They're dead basically, okay? They got some problems. But... But here's how I like to look at it. It's like, there are these moments of encounters. There are these moments. And I think it's normal for a believer to, to not just have a salvation experience with Jesus, but to have these encounters that mark your life. Have you had an encounter where you go back and you say, you know what? I used to be this way, but there was a moment in my life when God met me. And I can't explain what happened. It was so real. Either it was like you just felt his presence washing over you. Maybe it was his His Holy Spirit filling your life. Maybe you were in in a moment in a service, or maybe you were with your Bible in your room, and this light bulb came on, and you thought, I've never seen that before, and that changes my life forever. We were made for encounters like that. But we're also made for the ditches. And don't discredit the ditches. Don't minimize the mundane in your life. Don't always be looking for the next high in God. Sometimes God's in the lows more than he is in the highs. And how many know the highs don't last long? They peak and then you got Monday coming. Well, God's on Monday too. And you're growing on Monday. You're growing in your valley. You're growing when you don't have a chill bump on your neck. You're growing when you're in worship and you don't feel a thing, but you're offering a sacrifice of praise anyway. You're growing. And I would, I would propose to you that those moments where it's the hardest are the moments where the growth is the deepest. You are digging some deep roots. Some of you going through some extreme suffering right now. Some of you are guys who got stories like we're just shared up here, where you're just pouring out your heart to God. Can I tell you something? It's not for nothing. It's not for nothing. God is doing something in you and he will complete it. He will complete it. And there's such beautiful things being built. Do not give up. Do not give up on yourself. Do not give up on God and what he's doing in your life. Because he's not done yet. He's not done yet. You're becoming. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're becoming. Now say it to yourself. I'm becoming. So your timeline may be punctuated by encounters, but it's dominated by the mundane. Don't discredit it. So, you know, we don't, we don't expect our kids to grow like that, do we? What if you went in and you tucked your little baby in one night and you're like, all right, baby. Good night. And you lay them down in the crib the next morning. It's like Dawson laying up in the crib. You're going to be like, what happened to my baby? That is not normal overnight growth. But listen to me, it sounds preposterous, doesn't it? I put you on the spot all the time. I'm so sorry. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? That's why y'all are laughing. But we expect that to happen in our Christian life. We expect this crazy growth to happen in one moment, and God's going to take all my problems away, He's gonna change the way I think, he's gonna change the way I feel, he's gonna change the way they act in one moment. And how many know he can change a lot in one moment? But he changes a lot more over time. Steady growth. Steady growth. You know what happens sometimes? My wife used to struggle with this when she was have these growth spurts, and her legs would just hurt so bad. And they had to go to the doctor. I mean, went to the ER one night in the middle of the night because fast growth sometimes is painful. It's not really meant to be that way. And there are these moments of defining encounters in our lives. But listen, we need to see the long game with this thing because good growth is steady and it's slow. It It may not even be perceptible until you look back and you say, wow. What God's done in my life. Or you look at somebody in your life and you think, that's Jesus. That's right. Because that's a different person. And it didn't happen in a second. It happened over five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty, forty, fifty years. Y'all, this is a long game. Right. This is the long game. And today matters every choice we make we're becoming like C.S. Lewis said the heavenly creature or the hellish creature right. have you met some Christians that look like hellish Christians they're not cooperating it's the only difference Robert Mulholland I'm reading this book right now invitation to a journey Robert Mulholland, and so far I can say that it's good, so buy it and read it. He says this, This journey unfolds through an increasingly faithful response to the one whose purpose shapes our past, his grace redeems our detours, whose power liberates us from crippling bondages of the prior journey, and whose transforming presence meets us at each turn in the road. This is Jesus, and he's walking with you. And he's changing you and you are becoming who he's made you to be. Is that good news? Some of you stuck in addiction and you don't, you don't have to stay there. Some of you stuck in habits and you don't have to stay there. Some of you have never given your heart and life to Christ. And this thing has never happened right here. And that can happen today. And you can start your journey with Jesus. So let me ask you a question for those who have come alive. What has been blocking your formation? This becoming like Jesus. Sometimes it's not this crazy, deadly sin. Sometimes it's just neglect. That we think that we can just go about our lives and God's going to form us. Today can be the day that you partner with him. Jesus, what are you doing in my life? I'm on board with you. And we're going to talk in the coming weeks about what that looks like and the disciplines that we add to our lives, the, the practices, the spiritual practices in our lives that actually form us into Christ. But first of all, we need to know that everything that has been done, everything that can be done has been done for us to walk that journey with Jesus. It's all grace. Let's stand to our feet real quick. so the application today is this. If you've never come alive, the invitation is to come alive today. Have you ever trusted Christ? Come on, Tim. Come on up and play for me. And then if you have trusted Christ, maybe it's just a yes to partnership with God. Maybe it's just a yes to cooperation in what he's doing in your life. And you know what? He'll tell you what that is. Because Kelsey's at a different place in her life is than Matt is, but Jesus knows what you guys need. So, my folks that gave testimonies, you can come on up and we're gonna open up the the altar for ministry. Um, Robin, you come on up with her. And uh, anybody on the lead team who's free can come up too. And y'all receive ministry today. Jenna you got anything? Where you at? You got something? No? Okay. I'll leave you with this before we before we pray and you come receive ministry. What you tend to grows. What you ignore grows over. In Alabama we had a lot of what they call kudzu. I think they got that here, too. And it will take over. And you it will hide everything under it. There's old houses that you don't even know are there because they're completely covered in kudzu. And if, you're cov- if you've allowed something to grow over you, you can't be the demonstration to the world that needs to see Jesus. And so just heads, bowed, eyes closed. Just right now, I just want you to dream with the Lord for a minute and let him just speak to you about what those areas are that you need to just maybe confess. maybe those areas in, of your life that you've neglected. I'm, I'll tell you it, it's not it's not glamorous. but there's nothing like opening your Bible and reading it to transform your mind we're looking for an encounter we just need to have an encounter with the word maybe it's that Lord help me just to seek you give me a heart to know you I used to burn for you, and my love's grown cold. Like, I need you to do something in my heart right now. Whatever it is, just say yes. Thank you, Jesus, that you are growing roots way down deep. And deep roots means that we can weather storms. And we pray right now, Lord, that every person in this building and those watching online, Lord, would you just meet them in a special way? We do pray for those defining encounters, those breakthrough moments that change us forever. But God, we also pray that there would be an awareness that you are in every moment, the least dramatic moments, you're there and you're working. And so we say yes to partnering with you, cooperating with the Holy Spirit and what you're doing in our lives. And if that's your prayer, say amen today, amen. God bless you guys, y'all have a great week. See you back next Sunday. Uh, Youth and prayer this Wednesday. Come up for ministry if you need it.
0: We hope you enjoyed this message. For more information, visit thedwellingchurch.org.